Before we begin this episode, I, Leanne, your host, would like to thank you all of you for your continuous support and for tuning in today. Please subscribe, rate us a five star, and leave us a review or DM us on Instagram at the Blue Journal to let us know how we can do better and what you would like to hear more. Because I've been on a journey myself and it was lonely, so I don't want you to go through it alone. I hope the Beyond the Label podcast can be your weekly escape and a platform for you to connect with like minded speakers. I hope you enjoy this episode and to tune in again next week. Welcome to Beyond the Label podcast by the Blue Journal, where we are not defined by labels or society. Prepare to be inspired by guests who went on a non traditional path, career choices, living abroad, relationships, self exploration, and more. This is a safe space to be yourself unapologetically with no limits to what we can achieve. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beyond the Label. This is Leanne, your host. So, right now, there is a trending dumpling in Hong Kong. And for dumpling lovers, sorry to disappoint because this dumpling is inedible. So, today we have with us the mastermind behind a freaking dumpling. And the founder of a Melbourne based restaurant consultancy, Kingsley Wong. Hi, Kingsley. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. We want to know all about a freaking dumpling. And for everyone, if you don't know about this, a freaking dumpling is a dumpling shaped ceramic chopstick holder. How cool does that sound? So, what made you want to start a freaking dumpling? So, we started this product back in Melbourne.、Um, It is a product that belongs to our ceramic selling company.、Uh, the company happens be- because of COVID, actually, when we see the owner,、uh, the ceramic makers are losing their jobs because of COVID because they were solely relying on the Melbourne restaurants for their orders, right?、Um, so, yeah, we started buying, buying from them, and this was one of our designs. And so we just asked the local makers to do it for us.、Uh, so it was already a pretty good. Initiative in, in Melbourne. So, at least they went through the whole lockdown. After the lockdown, I came back to Hong Kong and then I was like, okay, this product is actually very interesting. Maybe I can just separate this out from the main company and then do it just on its own. Because we, it's all about storytelling, right? And then I feel like there's a lot more stories to, to be told be, behind this little dumpling. So that's why we call it a freaking dumpling as well. Yeah, can you tell us more? Like, why is it called a freaking dumpling? It's such an interesting name. And when I first saw it on Instagram, it was like, what is this? Right. Because、uh, back in Melbourne, when, we, when our business started picking up,、um, Dumpling is definite, was definitely one of the products that has been selling very well. So, we've been、uh, talking to friends and stuff, and、uh, they thought, oh my God, like it's just a freaking dumpling. Why why is it? you know, Why is it doing so well? And、um, I was like, yeah, you know, it's always about helping the local community. So, so, maybe this thing could be a little bit more than just a dumpling, a little bit more than an edible dumpling. We could make it an edible, but more practical than ever. And could help out with the community. And yeah, so when I was thinking about the name in Hong Kong,、uh, we started because we wanted to help out already. So we already got this concept on our mind because I knew that it's going to be way beyond just a freaking dumpling. And why don't we just name it as it is, you know? 
So when I first heard that it is a dumpling, I automatically associated it with Chinese culture and Asian dining cultures. Does it have to do with that, like, or is it just、um, a coincidence? Well, that that was actually a very good question indeed.、Um, this design was in our Akif file.、Um, so my main business, we do restaurant consulting for yeah, just for hospital within hospitality, right? And、uh, Uh, there was this modern Chinese restaurant that was supposed to open、um, during late 2020, I think, but obviously it didn't happen because COVID.、Um, we helped them with their branding, and that's why this was one of the products that we decided to just really put into the restaurant and for the diners to use. So it's literally just for the Instagram. It's we've never thought of, you know,、yeah. selling them like. To the general public, it was just a gimmick for the customers to come into the restaurant and be like, "Oh my god, this is so cute!" And we want to take a photo and upload to Instagram. And this sort of, you know, want to make the restaurant famous. You know, in Melbourne, it's very competitive, even in in Chinese cuisine. So we always have to think about something that is quite different with with other competitors, right? Yeah, and that happened. Wow, that sounds so cool! Like if I was, if I were a customer in that restaurant, I would definitely be so excited and like what you said, take photos of the little dumpling and post it on Instagram. So I, I'm also very curious of how the Hong Kong crowd and the Melbourne crowd respond to this dumpling because obviously it is a very creative and interesting product. So like, do you see any differences? In their cultures, and just how do people respond to it generally?、Um, I would say, in general, I like the Hong Kong crowd,、um, maybe a bit more than the Melbourne ones, because we started it when it was in stage four lockdown, which means、uh, it was a complete lockdown in Melbourne, so everything has to be posted out. I've never seen many customers because、um, I would say ninety percent of our orders we post them out, so I didn't even know who ordered it. But in Hong Kong,、uh, they could still come to our showroom and you know pick up the products, and we get to talk and we get to explain the idea to them face to face. To me, this is very important, and、uh, yeah, I guess that's that's how it links to the future movement of our brands as well. Yeah. From what I heard, I think there is a lot of story behind this little dumpling. And can you share with us more? Because right now in Hong Kong, there is a very big hype around this, and a lot of influencers, media are talking about it. Can you share more with us on like the PR side that how you created this、um, this product and to create such a hype around it? PR side, I think.、Um... It's really deep, very deep down from from the core of the brand is to helping is you know is to helping the local community, so that's why we have partnered up with Feeding Hong Kong. So each of each of these、um, ceramic dumplings that we we sold, we donate six pieces of real edible dumplings to Feeding Hong Kong, and then that will contribute. Right back to the local community, to the underprivileged. So, let's say you've bought six pieces of、um, chopstick holders from us, we'll donate thirty thirty six pieces of dumplings for you. Yeah, so this this been going well because of the idea. Also,、um, Lunar New Year is coming. We'll try to donate as much as we can. We'll do this every month, and、uh, the first month the number's been great. We we just. Marched over one point five thousand. Yeah, but I think next month is going to be a huge, huge round. We're expecting over four thousand pieces. 
That sounds like such a great initiative, and I'm just really happy that you guys are doing so well. I I, I think just the idea of buying some inedible dumplings and getting real dumplings to the underprivileged is such a good idea. So speaking of、um, PR, I know that you first started working as a freelance PR when you were still in university. It sounds like it's a very difficult thing to juggle and to balance your work and school. So, are there any tips on how you manage to do both? Yeah, that that actually that was a hard time.、Um, last the final year of my university study was quite my schedule was very very packed the whole year.、Um, it was very lucky that PR is is one of the things that I like the most. So when I worked,、uh, like when I worked in the industry, I've It was very enjoyable for me. So balancing this with school, I think the most important thing is you you always have your schedule ready. You always have,、um, you always have to be very sharp about your time management. You know what is going to happen within the next week or two, because in PR is always you always have a lot of sudden things that happen, right? So. Then, if you couldn't control too much about it, maybe you could control your academic side. Maybe you know when your essay is the deadline is coming up in the next three weeks, you could start writing a little bit earlier, start doing your research a little bit earlier.、Um, yeah, I, I guess it's just all these little things that add up that makes you really、um, good at、uh, managing both things. You know, also yeah, passion. I think passion is the most important thing ever. Right, like. That's it. Thank you, thank you for the tips. I I'm also really curious that、um, because we do have a lot of university students、um, listening to this podcast. Yes,、um, I know a lot of people right now. They are definitely looking for jobs when they are still in university, and since that COVID made everything so unstable, and it's very hard to you know get a job after you graduated. People are really looking for opportunities to freelance or even to volunteer. Do you have any advice on how you did it when you were in school? Like,、um, did you send out your CVs?、Uh, what do you do to have those opportunities? So I guess I can only really comment on this under sort of more normal circumstance, not like in a full lockdown period, right?、Um, for me, I think of course you're gonna start with something that you like because you're in this age that you should explore as much as as much as you can. The the whole world is open for you.、Um, it's also the age that has you know the less risky than ever. You're twenty two. You're twenty three. You know. According to how you know, like how you reach out to people, I think just stay active, like on the field that you like, on the field that you want to go into. You know, don't be don't be scared of talking to people within your industry.、Um, also, but very importantly, remember you yourself. You're like, don't sacrifice too much of yourself or try to change too much of yourself because you want to get into a certain industry or you you want to acquire a certain client. You know, that's that's always going to hurt you.、Um, it's Yeah, it's always balancing out everything, and yeah,、um, follow your heart and you know stay. I think yeah, staying positive is very important these days,、um, especially when the whole world is like negative all around us. You know, that could make a very big difference because、um, when your mood changes so much, your sort of changes your like motivation and also the, the way you perform. You know, no matter on your job interview or 
actually when you're actually like working. Yeah, I definitely agree that it's really important to keep up、um, a positive mindset and just to be brave and find your passion. So I want to ask that since、um, your company is based in Melbourne and you're working in the Hong Kong office during this time, like. How is it working remotely to、um, take care of your team overseas? Yeah, I think first of all, thank you to my team. Even when I'm in Hong Kong, they've been doing super well.、Um, they helped me so much. Like, yeah, I couldn't say thank you enough to them. Okay, then、um, for me, waking up earlier, I think, is very important. <laughs> Okay, because of the time difference, right? If your main company is, let's say, in the UK or in the US, I think your time schedule will be even more messy、yes. than I do, right? In Australia, it's fine. It's always two hours difference or three hours difference. So if I say like I have to wake up six thirty every day, which is nine thirty Australian time. Uh, at this day, then you know sometimes will become eight thirty a.m. Australian time because of、uh, the summer and winter time zone difference.、Uh, but yeah, other than that, really just following their schedule as well have to be understandable. You have to understand the culture over there.、Uh, but I think I got a really good advantage on this because I stayed in the company for over two years before moving back to Hong Kong. Or maybe it's just a short stay, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how long I'm gonna stay here. But、um, yeah, so I was yeah. So your time management would would be your first priority, and always you know keep up with your team because when you're not actually there, like a lot of things you can't really、um, do it by yourself, right? Then you really have to lay the trust to them. You can't. You have to trust them enough that they could perform the things that you, they you want them to. Like if things go well, then all is good. Then then it's fine. You know, if not, then you have to be really flexible. You always have to think about your backup plans.、Um, this always happens as well when because I'm not there. So some restaurant clients they want to change the event time. They want to change these and that, and、uh, we just have to be really keep up to the to the, what ha- what's happening、um, overseas. Is there a specific way that you prefer? Like, do you prefer it now that you're working remotely? Because I know,、um, ever since COVID happened, a lot of people are promoting the work from home culture. Like, do you agree with this, or do you think it's better to work face to face with the team? Of course, I would. I would love to because、uh, you know I missed the interaction with the chefs. I missed doing photo shoot by myself. You know. Um, all this because we hospitality, you know, in in a work from home culture, this couldn't happen. These sort of human interaction,、uh, obviously, is not as close as what it was, right?、Um, but on the other hand, I, I don't mind working from home at all if we have a good team. Okay, so because say like I'm in Hong Kong, we still got our photographer in Melbourne. We still we can still remote control everything. So it's very hard to wait which which side is better, but it's always、um, a saying that you know you can always find something that is better for yourself, right? So for me, generally, I think because I don't have a choice. So right now, working from home obviously is my option, and it's my only option,、yeah. right? If I were in Melbourne right now, of course I'll, I'll be running around different restaurant every day. Yeah.、Uh, so yeah, it's always about the preference and the situation that you are in.、Uh, But generally, I, I don't pick a side, you know, because it's always about yourself, your motiv, your motivation.
for the last question of this interview, it's a question that I ask all of the guests here on Beyond the Label: Is what do you love about yourself? <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I'm normally, you know me. <laughs> yes. I'm normally very like you know smooth and everything is like you know, whatever, go with the flow. Yeah, yeah.、Um, maybe I I would say I'm pretty good at time management. After all. Yeah, so balancing out with again not just、uh, multiple companies, but also my life, like my lifestyle, because、um, I、uh, I love spending time with friends.、Um, you know, grabbing a glass of wine and stuff. You know, is is always very important for me. That's why I love it hospi- in the hospitality way. You know, we always look around. So that's why I always tell my friend. It's like when I work and during leisure time, it's like both. Do, I'm like doing the same thing. Like I could be having a glass of wine with you, but also observing the restaurant's operation at the same time. You know, so time management for me, I think I I've、uh, managed to managed to do it pretty well in in a way. Wow, it really sounds like you have mastered like time management and what you just said. Now it is it is a skill to you know. Multitask, having like a good time with friends, but you're also in a place where you are aware of things that you can take to your business. Like, do you have any specific tips on how to do that? Like, do you will you plan ahead to go to a place for market research, or like, is it just by coincidence? Do you have any advice on people who are also looking to improve their time management skills? Yes, actually, I think、um, I'm quite lucky because a lot of people around me they all hustle, they all work very hard, and at the same time they play very hard. You know, so it's good.、Um, tips wise, really surround yourself with because your peers really matters a lot to you.、Um, how they motivate you to do stuff, how they can give you advices, and、uh, how they can spend time together with you because. They understand. They understand your schedule. We don't expect them to understand your schedule like hundred percent, right? But maybe fifty percent, sixty percent. Then they know, and they're willing to sacrifice for you. You know, surround yourself with great people.、Um, that will be one of the most、um, important tips, especially to the university students. I think because really is about、um, who you are with.、Uh, talking about practical skills or、uh, specific. You know, skill set that will boost your time management. Is that sometimes you have to be very busy to do your time management. Because if you're not busy, you don't have to manage your time. That's so true. Honestly, you just have to play around it, right? So to be able to learn doing time management, just make yourself busy. Just try your best to do as much as you could every day, and then when you are busy enough, then you sort out your schedule. Be systematic. Be practical. Be realistic. You know, you have to make sure everyone around you is happy with your work. Not everyone, but as as much as you, you're gonna please as much people as you can. Especially if you're in marketing, if you're in PR, if you're in、uh, retail, e-com. You know, it's all the same. Will you say that the customer is always right in these industries that you mentioned? Um, no, of course not. Uh, they are almost always right. There's so we still have to uphold our own standards and our,、um, you know, professional practice because you know what's right and what's wrong as a chef, as a restaurant 
manager as marketing manager you know you don't you don't respond to a spam in in the most sincere way right you got you just can't do it but you have to be understandable all the time because uh humans right we all have emotions and uh yeah no matter i think in especially in service industry hospitality we just have to be understandable while just uh respecting each other i think Thank you so much for all you've shared, and we're really excited to see more of a freaking dumpling and all of your adventures. So, um, can you tell us where we can find a freaking dumpling or your work? Like, is there any Instagram or website that we can go to? Yes. So currently, it's only on Instagram. Just go and search a freaking dumpling, and then you will find us. You probably type AFR, and then. You'll see us already, so it's quite easy. In the future, we'll launch uh, bows and plates and mugs. So we're gonna co- collaborate with a Korean artist, actually, and also I think a few Taiwanese. So stay tuned to that. Um, we're still thinking about the story, as I said, and it's always about storytelling. Yeah, I think. thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Label. Don't forget to subscribe and to follow our Instagram at the Blue Journal for your daily dose of self-love.